Welcome to Central Valley Volley Talk, a podcast for all volley in the valley with your hosts, Kelsey Montagna and Kieran Robley, serving it up for you. And welcome back to Central Valley Volley Talk with your host, Kelsey Montagna and Kieran Robley. And we're happy to have our, our guest today is Derek Lindman, who is uh, the coordinator and director for the Central Section All-Star Girls Volleyball Match that will be coming up. And he is part of Triumph Volleyball Academy. So welcome, Coach, to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to getting uh, some details about the upcoming All-Star Match. We know that uh, it's been a long time in the making. We're excited that you guys have brought this back. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe this is year two that you guys have been coordinating it, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just thought I'd give a little history of the All-Star Match for – for many out there that probably didn't know kind of where it, it started, and then we'll kind of uh, get excited about uh, speaking about the one coming up uh, in another week. Um, but, yeah, back in the, the 80s and early 90s, the uh, community colleges actually hosted the all-star matches. So Reedley College in Fresno City, Susan Yates, and uh, Shirley Gustafson at the time were the ones that coordinated the all, all-star matches in um, – they had they did a, a tremendous job. They would have a banquet uh, night before before the event, and then each year it alternated. And back then it was a, a city county all star mm-hmm. game, and I know that uh, it's transitioned now, which I think is great because the to to fall in line with our section that you guys are doing. Um, and it would be where one year was at Reedley, the next year would be at Fresno City. Um, teams were selected they put out nomination ballots to all the schools and then uh players were nominated and they all had to try out because there were so many great players but there was only a limited you know the match can only go so long and you can only get so many kids in and back then it was back in the good old uh, side out scoring oh wow yeah that would take a while <laughs> yeah it did so i think that we kind of but you could also get a lot of players in yeah true and this was before uh the libero the libero um so we didn't have that position to work with as well but they did a really nice job um and it was a big thing and they ran it uh similar to a lot of the other uh city county games where it'd be at the end of the school year um i remember uh the one one of the years that i coached uh I was the head coach for the city team, and uh, what I what I remember most was working with the kids, which was a lot of fun. But the fact that they're like, "Oh yeah, you just whoever you want on staff, just ask." And so I'm like, "All right, that sounds great." And so I asked uh, the legendary Marion Battles, who was the head coach of Buchanan, and I was the head coach at Clovis at the time, and then uh, the great Harriet Huggins at Clovis West. So I had those two on my bench. And we had a ball just working with the kids. Um, we also had a couple practices. They actually uh, said, hey, you guys need to schedule like two practices before the event. And so we had some practices. And it was just a, just a fun event. And I, I'm sure you tell, you know, from last year with what you guys brought uh, as a great event. But what had happened is the 3C2A, which is the governing body for community colleges, uh, set up a new policy where mm-hmm. – uh, community colleges could not be involved in all-star matches. So the all-star match went away for quite a few years after the the mid-90s. And then Christina Nelson at Hoover High 
uh, brought it back in the early 2000s and did pretty similar. I think she she had a banquet. Like Kelsey, mm-hmm. Kelsey was telling us that she yeah. went to the banquet. Yeah. But you didn't go to the match. No. I believe I had a tournament that weekend, so I did not attend. But, but hers was moved to the winter time, right? Yeah. It was right after season. So yeah. we were in the mix of everything for club. That was yeah. that was when they switched club tournaments earlier for 18s. So it was kind of jammed all the way up. I think our first tournament was like second to last weekend of December way back okay. then. So, yeah, yeah it was – Right after, but they she had a banquet, and then it was still city county, mm-hmm. and she ran it for a number of years yeah. until uh, she she relocated out of the area yeah. uh, to keep that going, and then it had been in hibernation until Derek comes along, along with his committee, and, and which is great. So I don't know if you knew the history of if anybody really knew too much history of the of the All Star matches. Maybe you did. Did you know much about it, Derek? I did not know that much about it, and it's kind of interesting to hear the name of, of uh, Gustafson come up and that involvement, and my mom played for her, and so it's fun to see those names come back up and be involved in the circle and community that we're all a part of. Yeah, and you know, at some point, there's probably going to be a mother-daughter combination that had played in yeah. the All-Star matches, which will be mm-hmm. pretty cool. So tell us a yeah. little bit about... Uh, the conversations, the beginnings about how, how you guys decide to bring uh, the all-star back, uh, all-star match back to the Valley. So I can't take any of the credit for bringing it back other than helping pull it all off. Uh, Steve Guglielmana, he's the one who uh, came again and uh, really recognized these girls for all the hard work that they've put in uh, over their four years and uh, said, Hey, can you help me with it? And I said, sure. Uh, and for me, it's kind of hard to turn down an opportunity to help uh, high school girls volleyball in the Valley and get more exposure for them, another opportunity to touch a ball and um, be celebrated for all their efforts. Yeah. So, so it's more of just a, a combination of, of ideas. And that's uh, one thing that we've got a lot of within TVA is just a lot of ideas. And hopefully the community can rally around um, and they'll let the girls and the, the players benefit from it. So it started from just a small conversation to where 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 could you host it? I know that you uh, have have a sponsor with Smack Sportswear um, that yep. is uh, sponsoring the event, but and then uh, we'll be at Fresno Christian. So how did Correct. the fir- last year was the first year? How did that first year go? It went really well. So um, if you were there, you probably saw the. Uh, snafu of the jerseys not arriving on time they got stuck <laughs> I, in fedex i, I was there about- yeah the, update, uh, the, the updates from the the wonderful announcer you during the during the yeah. yeah so uh really last year it it was hard kind of like kelsey alluded to with uh girls 18s clubs starting earlier and earlier now uh trying to find a weekend that would work well to minimize conflicts mm-hmm. and at the end of the day you're never going to alleviate all the conflicts and so in doing so that's kind of what we how we ended up doing it where we did it at Fresno Christian just as their supporter they and Steve working there they've uh, they give us the opportunity to use that facility and um, and last year we had our uniform sponsor of Addicts who was our previous uh, uniform sponsor 
they donated all the jerseys and did a great job with that. Uh, and yeah, so we, it's where it all started. With that, with, you know, 18th, I was just going to ask you how you guys decided the date because before it used to be right after season. So was this just a weekend that you guys looked at for 18th tournament that there wasn't a WBCA or, um, NorCal tournament. Is that how you guys picked next weekend? Yeah. Uh, between trying to, with all the different, uh, people on the committee helping out, getting these sponsorships, the gym availability, the, uh, now we've got, um, you know, NCVA, WCVB, all everyone's different, got different uh, weekends of play. So that's kind of where we landed on uh, next Saturday of January 28th to be our play date. With uh, high school season ending um, mid-November nowadays and trying to uh, get nominations in, get the jerseys ordered, get all the organization, it does take a couple months to pull it all off. Oh, yeah. I was. I could only imagine that discussion with the committee putting every single schedule of every single tournament in the next two months in front of you and trying to figure out the exact date to narrow down would be a long conversation, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Pretty much once you hit end of January, you're, I mean, there's pretty much volleyball for somebody in the Valley at least every weekend. Yeah. Now with until, Beach going Until too. May. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so talking about the committee, can you discuss the committee and how the players are selected or offered the position? Yeah, so that was probably one of the toughest things to come up with. Uh, I, you know, back in the day, Kieran, you uh, alluded to they actually had tryouts because there's, you know, like yeah, you said, when, there's only so when, many, yeah. only so many players you can put on the court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it went from a not so they had to be nominated. I think it was two per. No more than two per school, and it was it was all the schools. So um, yeah, across I mean, there was there was a lot of kids that were not great kids that were nominated. Um, so yeah, that that's the hard part. Then we had to to kind of thin thin it out. Yep, and, and so that was our struggles. Like okay, well, especially now with uh, CIF Central Section not being just Fresno and Visalia anymore, and, and reaching deep down into Bakersfield, the coast is now involved in our division. Uh, you know, there's so many more great athletes that should be recognized for their efforts, but you have to narrow it down at some point. And we, we do fully recognize that there are going to be girls that are left out and we're like, we are very sensitive to that. Uh, but in the midst of that, what we did is the teams who made it to the finals in their divisions. So one through four divisions, one through four the finalists got to nominate two seniors. And then as long as you made it into quarters or semis, you got to nominate one senior for divisions one through four. Division five, we didn't include last year. This year I decided to uh, bring them in as far as just the finalists. Uh, Again, just because of numbers and making sure that if you are nominated, you do get to play and it's not just, it's a good experience for them. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, whether you just described it is probably a, a very efficient way, mm-hmm. you know, um, the teams that had excelled during the season. And, yeah, there's always going to be uh, a player or two that might not uh, – this team might have not gone far. But, uh, 
in order to get all the teams in the section. So that's a difference. You know, it's not a city county match. It's yeah. which I think people, you know, should note is it's a it's a section uh, mm-hmm. match, which is definitely a broader uh, group of of schools when you get the coast schools over and Bakersfield. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Well, can you give us some details about what to expect on the day of the matches? Yeah, so uh, the girls do not know what their jerseys look like. We had them. They are custom made, uh, even different than last year. So we want to make every year special for every girl that's going to be a part of it. Um, And then also, too, so divisions one and two will be playing at 10 a.m. And uh, the way that the teams were made is we split the two games into the different divisions. So 10 a.m. will be divisions one and two, and those two teams are a combination of the division. So it's not division one versus division two. The teams are a blend of them. Did you just put them and, in the uh, the bingo number thing and just pull them out? You know, Liberty, this kid's going to that. <laughs> how'd you, how'd you split it? Yeah, for positions and schools. Are the same uh, athletes from the same school on the same team, or did they – yeah, so I, I, we made sure that the athletes from the same school were on the same team. Uh, and then what we try to do is split up uh, the, say, the championship teams and, like, split them up that way. And then it also came down to positioning as well because trying to make sure that we have enough positional players uh, for sure. each team uh, can also be very difficult because, you know, there's only so many middles. Uh, there's usually a lot of pin hitters. And there's usually a lot of Libros, so uh, trying to facilitate it that way so that way there's a balance uh, of each team. And then also kind of getting feedback from those involved of who fits where and try to make it as competitive as as possible. Um, Who are the coaches for the matches? Who got selected? Yeah, so so normally what we do is we offer – the coaching uh, job to the winners of each division. So, uh, but unfortunately the Liberty Bakersfield coaches were unavailable to be there next Saturday. So uh, the coaches of the division one and two uh, game is going to be uh, John Jay from Buchanan and his staff, since he did win division two. And then uh, uh, Bucky Cruz from, um, and I'm sure I said his name wrong, but, from CBC, he right. will be the other coach from Division Two as well. Nice. So they're going to see each other again, <laughs> but in, in a much more relaxed environment. Yeah. So first match, 10 a.m. Those two coaches facing each other again, and then Divisions Three, Four, Five at 12:30 are going to be Steve Guglielmana since they won uh, Division Three uh, with Fresno Christian, and then. Uh, Amaya Brown from uh, Santa Inez is the other coach from Division Four. All right, and they were the runner-up at Division Four. Okay, get some matchups again. That'll be uh, great. Yep. And so, if uh, now it is next Saturday, the twenty-eighth, if people want to attend, um, are you taking donations? Is there admission admission fee? Is it free or? Or you look because there's got to be some costs. I mean, are mm-hmm. the officials donating their time, or do you have to pay the officials? Yeah. So uh, again, as being nonprofit and trying to just do this for the community, 
We've been able to get a lot of donations. The jerseys have been donated by Smack Sportswear out of Redondo Beach. And uh, Falcon Financial is also a nice, generous donor uh, helping with the offset of those jerseys. Uh, but then the, the officials are donating their time. Uh, Hobie has been uh, generous to be able to get a couple of officials to donate their time. Uh, so, but we are taking um, donations at the door. Nothing voluntary. We'd much rather have people in the seats supporting the girls and acknowledging their efforts and successes throughout the, the last four years of their career. Uh, but um, we are taking donations at the door. Great. Well, I think that that's great. You can hopefully, as you continue to do this, maybe there'll be a little turnover that you can offset. And that's great that the officials are donating their time to yeah. to the event. Um, I thought last year was a great event. I know, yes, there was a snafu with the jerseys, but uh, I think uh, that was small compared to all the smiles, uh, a lot of laughter on the bench, um, it, you know, I, I talked to a few of the players from last year that play for us that were involved in that, and they really enjoyed it, the camaraderie that they had with the other players uh, from the other schools and uh, just a fun opportunity for them. So we appreciate it from our volleyball community that you guys have taken it on and brought it off. It's, 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 a, it's a lot of work, and uh, you said it, it, there's no great system to figure out how to set up the games, but I think you guys have – have put together a good little roadmap. Yeah, the um, last year's girls, we got, I mean, because we have girls coming all the way over from the coast to, to show up for a 10 a.m. match, and those players and parents and coaches all gave us great feedback last year, beyond thankful, even though they had to drive, you know, five hours round trip, but they, they were very thankful, and um, like you said, a lot of smiles, a lot of laughter. If you weren't there last year, hopefully you'll get to be there this year and get to experience it with us, and um, have a great time. So that, and also to note, these girls are not practicing together. It is a show up and play, uh, unlike the past. Roll the dice. I like it. Yep. Yeah. The yeah. coaches got their the coaches got their rosters yesterday. Uh, no contact information though, so they get to know what positions they have, and that's it. It's a show up and play, show up and have fun. Uh, not playing for anything other than pride and fun. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Great. Well, so that's going to be next Saturday, or this coming sa Saturday, the 28th. First match is at 10. Followed by 10 a.m., yes. Followed by 12.30, did you say, or 12? 12.30. 12.30. All right, so fun day of uh, double doubleheader volleyball action. Now, I'm will excited. they play a minimum number of sets? We will do a minimum of three Pending the time, we may just drag it out to four or five, uh, but really want to make sure that both groups get their fair share of excitement. Um, you know, with, I mean, the whole girls love the gear drop now, right? And so we're going to set up the uh, jerseys in a way that it's a surprise and they walk in. And um, so that way they, each group gets their own fun exposure to the event. Great. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be my first all-star event that I go to. Well, you're supposed to go as a player. But yeah, you I know. Your club I know. <laughs> I know. Who, who scheduled that? <laughs> There's no wins in that. Um, but, no, I'm excited. Like I said, when we were going to have this, uh, you know, discussion, it, it really brought back the memories of when I got to, to 
to coach uh, the many, many years ago. And like I said, with Mary and Harriet, and we had a great time with the gals. So we hope our volleyball community will come out and support mm-hmm. everybody. Um, and we appreciate having you on. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, thanks for, for having me. Yeah. yeah. Well, we like to end each segment <laughs> with a piece that we call what was on your warm-up playlist. Um, and love to hear what uh, what you have for us. Yeah, so when you ask about warm-up playlists, you take me back to my high school days. And being at Emmanuel, we had to keep it clean. But yet we still like to have fun and have good music. So we had Fireman by Little Wayne on instrumental as we were running out of the locker room uh, onto the court for basketball. And that was what uh, got us all excited and jazzed up and ready to roll. 